Welcome to Kingdom Testimonies. This is Lisa. Today is Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. We are reading 2nd Baruch. Uh, we left off in verse 21, yes, or chapter 21 yesterday. And now we're in chapter 22. Uh, these are interesting. It starts to sound a little bit more apocalyptic. How many chapters are there? 85. But they're short, as we have been finding out. <clears throat> but anyway. All right, let's dig right in. This is some interesting stuff. Okay, chapter 22. And it came to pass after these things that, lo, the heavens were opened, and I saw, and power was given to me. And a voice was heard from on high, and it said to me, Baruch, Baruch, why are you troubled? He who travels by a road, but does not complete it, or who departs by sea, but does not arrive at the port, can he be comforted? Or he who promises to give a present to another, but does not fulfill it, is it not robbery? Or he who sows the earth, but does not reap its fruit in its season, does he not lose everything? Or he who plants a plant unless it grows till the time suitable to it, does he who planted it expect to receive fruit from it? Or a woman who has conceived, if she bring forth untimely, does she not assuredly, assuredly slay her infant? Hmm. Or he who builds a house, if he does not roof it and, and complete it? Can it be called a house? Tell me that first. Okay, these are interesting questions. This Apparently this voice is coming from the throne of... Uh, who Baruch was talking to before. God is a mystery. Okay. And I answered and said, Not so, O Lord, my Lord. And he answered and said unto me, Why therefore are you troubled about that which you know not? And why are you ill at ease about things in which you are ignorant? For as you have not forgotten the people who now are, and those who have passed away, so I remember those who are appointed to come. Oh, that's his point. Things have just been planted or departed by the sea or the road has just begun to be traveled. I get it. Because when Adam sinned and death was decreed against those who should be born, then the multitude of those who should be born was numbered. And for that number, a place was prepared where the living might dwell and the dead might be guarded. Before, therefore, the number of aforesaid is fulfilled, the creature will not live again, for my spirit is the creator of life, and Sheol will receive the dead. And again it is given to you to hear what things are to come after these times. For truly my redemption is drawn nigh, and is not far distant as aforetime. Okay, I have in my notes here, apparently I looked at something uh, Jeremiah and Baruch's time was 500 B.C. Um, 
before then, was it like 3000 BC, when things began? I don't know. So, I mean, to our time, it's only another 2,500 years. Okay. Chapter 24. For behold, the days come, and the books shall be opened, in which are written the sins of all those who have sinned, and against also the treasuries in which the righteousness of all those who have been righteous in creation is gathered. Okay, um, personally, I think the treasuries are the deeds wrought in righteousness through the Holy Spirit. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. Verse 2. For it shall come to pass at that time that you shall see, and the many that are with you, the long-suffering of the Most High, which has been throughout all generations, who has been long-suffering towards all who are born, alike those who, are, who sin and those who are righteous. And I answered and said, But behold, O Lord, no one knows the number of those things which have passed, nor yet of those things which are to come. For I know indeed that which has befallen us, but what will happen to our enemies I know not, and when you will visit your works. And he answered and said unto me, You too shall be preserved till that time, till that sign which the Most High will work for the inhabitants of the earth in the end of days. This therefore shall be the sign. When a stupor shall seize the inhabitants of the earth, and they shall fall into many tribulations, and again when they shall fall into great torments. And it will come to pass when they say in their thoughts by reason of their much tribulation, the mighty one does no longer remember the earth. Yes, it will come to pass when they abandon hope that the time will then awake. Okay, we're not there yet. It appears a stupor or a great delusion, as the New Testament says, is coming upon the people. That does appear to be happening. Happening. Are there many tribulations? Yes. Um, my son-in-law's father was forced into retirement because he wouldn't take the vaccine. That's here in America. Um, it's questionable whether you can use the religious exemption or not. And like I said, probably much time ago now, if you want to take it, go right ahead. You will have to fight whatever DNA changing it does to you to possibly be redeemed. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Anything that changes someone's DNA is changing God's creation. Therefore, that changes the process of redemption. Okay? You're no longer created as God made you. It only makes sense. Is it the mark of the beast? I'm going to leave that open for discussion. We haven't seen its effects. <clears throat> I ain't taking it. I don't want my DNA changed. Okay. 
And I answered and said, Will that tribulation which is to be continue a long time? And will that necessity embrace many years? Okay, chapter 27. This is interesting here. I got some notes I got. Okay. And he answered and said unto me, Into twelve parts is that time divided. And each one of them is reserved for that which is appointed for it. In the first part there shall be the beginning of commotions. Okay. Now, like I said, the apocalyptic books were cut out of the Bible. Do you want to hear my opinion on that? I'll give it to you. The wicked rulers of the world are going to be trying to force prophecy into place. Their, um, their guide, their father, of course, is the devil. The devil knows the Bible and God better than any of us. He was up in heaven, you know. So, and he's very tricky, and he has a big army. So they, the devil knows these things. And he's going to try and force these prophecies to fall into place. Um, is God going to allow that? And let them be fulfilled in that way. Like I said, we know everything is one side of the coin is spiritual. The other side of the coin is physical. The physical is what is happening in the world that we see. The spiritual is God's part and the devil's part. We don't see that. We only see a little tiny bit of it. Yes, there are prophets out there that are telling us, I mean, there's thousands telling us about their dreams and their visions, which I have had many. I, I only give them to give you something to think about. I am not going to stand here and say, I know in 2029, in March, the world will be destroyed. I'm not going to say that. All I know is the um, verses that a true prophet is one in where in which these things actually do come to pass. And there is one man that said <clears throat> in 2021, people will not be able to buy and sell. Okay, that was Neville Johnson. And here we are. 2021, there's lots of people who cannot conduct commerce, such as the guy who lost his job because he wasn't vaccinated, all the nurses that are walking off their jobs because they won't get the vaccine. It's affecting their ability to buy and sell if they don't have income. So let's kind of look at it a little bit that way. Okay, <clears throat> so... The first part, there will be the beginning of commotions. Matthew 24, that could be wars, rumors of wars, volcanoes, earthquakes, that sort of thing. In the second part, there shall be slayings of the great ones. Okay? Slayings of the great ones. Slayed by angels could just mean natural death on earth. Um... The great ones, who are they? 
could that be those like oh just for a name that everybody knows is like Billy Graham or Bob Jones or Reinhard Bonnke you know all of those I mean even William Branham um, a true healer in his day that's this generation a lot of great ones are dying is that what it means there we don't know okay verse 4 and in the third part the fall of many by death okay that is matching up to revelations where it says a third part like like in the is that the second seal okay um revelation 6 Verse 8, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hath hell followed with him. Power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a sword, with hunger, death, and the beasts of the earth. Okay, Revelation 6, very close. Okay, back to Baruch. In the fourth part, earthquakes and terrors. Okay, I got a Keep my finger on that. And then over here, Revelation 6, 12, I beheld when he opened the sixth seal, lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. The moon became his blood. Okay. Stars of heaven fell into the earth. Heaven departed as a scroll. Okay. Earthquakes and terrors. Okay. Uh, verse... Eight is missing in Baruch. Verse 9. And in the eighth part... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Verse 6. And in the fifth part, famine and the withholding of rain. Okay. Verse 8 um, has famine in it. And in the sixth part, earthquake and terrors. Okay, I'm sorry, I missed that part. In the eighth part, a, a multitude of specters and attacks of the Shadim. Okay, what are the Shadim? I don't know. But in my notes, I wrote the Nephilim. Possibly. Aliens? AI? Anyway, devilish creatures. In the ninth part, the fall of fire. And in the tenth part, rapine and much oppression. In the eleventh part, wickedness and unchastity. And in the twelfth part, confusion from the mingling together of all those things aforesaid. Okay? So according to what God is telling Baruch, these things in eleven parts come on the earth, but the twelfth part is all of them happening at once. So it's not like one starts and ends, and then the next one starts and then ends. They're all going on at the same time. They overlap. Same with the seals. For some shall leave out some of their own and receive in its stead from others, and some complete their own and that of others, so that those may not understand who are upon the earth in those days that this is the consummation of the times. What I believe he's talking about there is some of these will affect some and not others. 
and some others will affect others and not the sum. So that those on the understand so those may not understand on the earth in those days that this is the consummation of the times. Remember, there's going to be a stupor, a great delusion that comes on the people. All right. Chapter 28. Nevertheless, whoever understands shall then be wise. For the measure and reckoning of that time are two parts a week of seven weeks. Well, there you go. Three and a half and three and a half. Okay. And I answered and said, It is good for a man to come and behold, but it is better that he should not come lest he fall. But I will say this also, Will he who is incorruptible despise those things which are corruptible? And whatever befalls in the case of those which are corruptible, so that he might look only to those things which are not corruptible. But if, O Lord, those things shall assuredly come to pass, which you have foretold to me, so do you show this also unto me, if indeed I have found grace in your sight. Is it in one place or in one of the parts of the earth that those things are come to pass, or will the whole earth experience them? Aren't you glad we have Second Baruch? I mean, it's like, it's like a whole new book of Revelations in Matthew 24. Okay, chapter 29, and he answered and said unto me, Whatever will then befall, will befall the whole earth. Therefore, all who live will experience it. For at that time I will protect only those who are found in those selfsame days in this land. And it shall come to pass, when all is accomplished, that was to come to pass in those parts, that the Messiah shall then begin to be revealed. All right, so he's saying all seven years have to take place. The end of the seven years is all of that stuff, all, all 11 is the 12th part at the end of the seven years. <clears throat> Second Baruch does not talk about a rapture. Not yet, anyway. It's kind of hidden in there. Okay. From what I remember. And Behemoth shall be revealed from his place, and Leviathan shall ascend from the sea. Those two great monsters which I created on the fifth day of creation, and shall have kept until that time, and then they shall be for food for all that is left. The earth also shall yield its fruit ten thousandfold, and on each vine there shall be a thousand branches. And each branch shall produce a thousand clusters, and each cluster produce a thousand grapes, and each grape produce a core of wine. Okay? Remember, a thousand is a figurative number. We're not talking about this massive plant. Okay? I mean, think of the 144,000 first fruits in Revelations. It's 12 times 12 times 1,000. You know, it's the perfect number, perfect number times 1,000. The millennial reign is 1,000. The Lord owns a cattle on 1,000 hills. These are figurative numbers. 12, 12 tribes of Jacob. 12, the 12 apostles. 
These are things, these are numbers that the Lord has chosen to represent his, what he's trying to say. Okay. And those who have hungered shall rejoice. Moreover, also, they shall behold marvels every day. Okay. We're going to be here. We're going to see miracles. We're going to be protected. The bride is protected in the wilderness. The man-child is caught up to the throne. There's argument whether or not the man-child is Christ or those mature in Christ. Okay. <clears throat> For when shall go forth from before me to bring every morning the fragrance of aromatic fruits, and at the close of the day clouds distilling the dew of health. Okay. We'll know where our food is. We'll be able to stay healthy. And it shall come to pass, because we're not, we're not uh, destined to face his wrath. How does that verse go? But that doesn't mean we can't still be here and be protected from it. It doesn't mean we have to be taken off the earth. Okay. Remember, spiritual and physical. Two sides. And it shall come to pass at that selfsame time that the treasury of manna shall again descend from on high. Woohoo, there we go, like in Ezekiel, making food out of nothing. Jesus feeding the 5,000 with, with a couple fish and bread. This is, this is supernatural protection and providence. Okay, And they will eat of it in those years because these are they who have come to the consummation of time. Can't be any more clear than that. Okay. <clears throat> Chapter 30. And it shall come to pass after these things, when the time of the advent of the Messiah is fulfilled, he returns in glory, that he shall... Oh, i got to stick my tag here where I had it. Okay. That he shall return in glory. Then all who have fallen asleep in hope of him shall rise again. And it shall come to pass at that time that the treasuries will be opened and which is preserved the number of the souls of the righteous, and they shall come forth. And a multitude of souls shall be seen together in one assemblage, assemblage, or can I say the word, assemblage of one thought. And the first shall rejoice, and the last shall not be grieved. For they know that the time has come, of which it is said that it is the consummation of the times. But the souls of the wicked, when they behold all these things, then shall, shall then waste away the more. For they shall know that their torment has come and their perdition has arrived. Wow! This is titled, The Resurrection. Okay? The ones who were martyred are under the altar, in the presence of God. Saying, when, Lord, when, when will we see? When will we, they, I believe those are the ones who, who get to come back and like martyr during the great tribulation or, and other words, um, will be the ones that Enoch talks about <clears throat> who slay the wicked. It's, it's at their hand that the wicked is slain. I mean, why not? Their lives were taken at the hand, taken at the hands of the wicked. 
Okay, chapter 31. And it came to pass after these things that I went to the people and said unto them, Assemble unto me all your elders, and I will speak words unto them. And they all assembled in the valley of the Kidron. And I answered and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, and I will speak to you. And give ear, O seed of Jacob, and I will instruct you. Forget not Zion, but hold in remembrance the anguish of Jerusalem. For lo, the days come when everything that it that is shall become the prey of corruption, and be as though it had not been. Okay, I think Baruch is still thinking this is going to happen uh, not too far in the distance future. But as for you, if you prepare your hearts so as to sow in them the fruits of the law, it shall protect you in that time in which the Mighty One is to shake the whole creation. Because after a little time, the building of Zion will be shaken in order that it may be built again. But that building will not remain, but will again after a time be rooted out and will remain desolate until the time. And afterwards, it must be renewed in glory and perfected forevermore. That little section was in brackets, and I don't know why. Therefore, we should not be de de distressed so much over the evil which has now come as over that which is still to be. For there will be a greater trial than these two tribulations when the Mighty One will renew his creation. And now do not draw near to me for a few days, nor seek me till I come to you. And it came to pass when I had spoken to them all these words that I, Baruch, went my way. And when the people saw me setting out, they lifted up their voice and lamented and said, To where are you departing from us, Baruch? And are you forsaking us as a father who forsakes his orphan children and departs from them? Are these the commands which your companion, Jeremiah the prophet, commanded you and said unto you, Look to this people till I go and make ready the rest of the brethren in Babylon, against whom has gone forth the sentence that they should be led into captivity? And now if you also forsake us, it were good for all us, for us all to die before you, and then that you should withdraw from us. All right. The lament of Baruch, and I answered and said unto the people, Far be it from me to forsake you or to withdraw from you, but I will only go unto the Holy of Holies to inquire of the Mighty One concerning you and concerning Zion. If in some respect I should receive more illumination, and after these things I will return to you. Okay, I must have done some digging here because I have in my notes, Baruch was a priest in the line of Zadok, the Zadokite, faithful priestly line. Um, in case you didn't know, the Dead Sea Scrolls reveal that, now remember, Aaron couldn't enter the Promised Land because he sinned. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because he sinned. Um, but Zadok was of the faithful priestly line later on. Just like Noah had three sons, one of them was chosen to be the, um, in the Davidic line to, to bear the Messiah later on. Okay, so it is with the Zadok line, they were the, considered 
<clears throat> the righteous. Okay. Um, and that relates to Melchizedek. Zedek. Okay. I'm not, I, I used to know what Melchi stood for, but it's, Jesus was a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. The Zadok priesthood was the faithful priestly line. They were the ones who went into the Holy of Holies. And Jesus, okay, the, the Christ would be king and priest. So on his mother's side, he was king, or no, priestly. On his father's side of Joseph, which we know he was um, of born of the Holy Spirit, but of his father's side, as re recognized by the people, it was the kingly side. That's why Jesus, the firstborn of the Zadok and the King Davidic line, he was designated the Messiah according to the people. And that's why the Herodians, that's why they wanted to kill all of the newborns. You know, we hear this, this cute little Christmas story, you know, and, and it's all for folklore paganism, but it really did happen. It didn't happen the way that, you know, the... Sorry, the Christmas plays. <clears throat> there was much more drama in this. You know, they were looking to to slaughter this child. All right. I mean, can you imagine having your your firstborn child and you have to run for your lives because they want the because the president of the United States wants to slaughter that child. You know, this this is uh it's, it's different than what we think it is. Okay, chapter 35. And I, Baruch, went to the holy place and sat down upon the ruins and wept and said. Okay, so he went to the holy of holies. The angels destroyed this temple and took out the, um, well, they, they went into the holy, holy of holies and took everything out. So he's sitting in the ruins where the holy of holies were. And he's weeping. And he said, Oh, that my eyes were springs and my eyelids a fount of tears, just like Jeremiah. For how shall I lament for Zion and how shall I mourn for Jerusalem? Because in that place where I am now prostrate, of old the high priest offered holy sacrifices and placed thereon an incense of fragrant odors. But now our glorying has been made into dust and the desire of our soul into sand. Oh, I feel so sorry for Baruch. All right, <clears throat> we'll start chapter 36 tomorrow, um, in which he has a vision. Okay, of trees and things like that. So we're going to start that tomorrow. We'll leave off there. Um, very good, very telling. Let me mark down, I stopped at 35. Okay, so we only have maybe a maybe a week more of, of Baruch, five days. I mean, we're going through 
10, 15 chapters a day, 13. So, all right. Well, we will leave it there. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. When I, when I give my opinions and things that I've been studying over the years, um, these, a lot of these things are revelation that the Lord has shown me just within the last, well, three and a half years. It was early 2018. Up until then, um, you know, I was being led by the Holy Spirit to, to, to live my life and sacrifice things and, you know, talk to whomever I felt he led me to talk to and witness and evangelize. And, you know, if I felt a prophetic word, I would give it. But up until 2018, that's when I really felt something kick in, like an urgency. Like everything I had learned for the last 32 years before that, 33 years before that, was like training. And one day in 2018, I was driving, I was living up in uh, Fargo, North Dakota. And I was, I was driving in my car. And all of a sudden, it was like there was an open heaven. I didn't see anything. But wisdom just started pouring in me. And I it wasn't me just having a lot of cool thoughts. It was like something I couldn't control and didn't want to control. It was like a light was switched on. And, and I, I was headed, I was headed home to, I lived in an apartment at the time. And I remember thinking I need to keep driving around because I don't want this to stop. And so I did. And from that day on, it changed everything in my life. Things had already begun to change um, in late 2017, January of 2018. But this was about March. It was spring. And I realized that I was being given knowledge beyond what I had, way beyond what I had studied. It was, it was like another level of mysteries has opened, had opened. I can't, it's hard to explain. And I'm not saying that to boast. I'm just saying I look at life a whole different way now. And, um, and I just try to pay attention to everything that's happening spiritually, everything. And since then, many wild things have happened, many wild things I've seen with my own eyes from other people. And I might share those as we go on, especially last year, 2020, that was a wild year. There was a lockdown and I was traveling the United States. I was like, okay, I was all over the place. East coast, um, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Florida. I was all over the place. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. And I pray you all have a blessed day.